morning. Happy New Year. 2014. That's just crazy. But God is good. It's going to be a good year. Amen. Let's stand and praise him today. Hallelujah. scream it out from every mountain top your goodness knows no bounds your goodness never stops your mercy follows me your kindness fills my life your love amazes me
always good to us. God, just take us deeper this year with you.
Take us deeper this year, Father. We want to follow after you wherever you go, God. Lord, we just find our identity in you, Lord. We belong to you, Father. Forever I belong 
again I belong and I belong to you forever I belong to you I belong to you forever I belong to you I belong to you forever I belong to you I belong to you forever I belong to you and I are in the process of adopting a, a little girl and though she's a family member there's no there's no genetics that are the same there's no DNA but people constantly stop me and say she looks just like Bryce but there's no biological way she could look like Bryce but people even who know that strangers and and people who know say, I just see Bryce in her. And, and I've just been meditating on that. You know, the spirit of adoption is a powerful thing. And through Jesus, we are adopted into God's family. And wherever we find our identity in, that's what we will look like. Ava knows that Bryce is her dad. She feels accepted and loved. And she finds her identity in our family. And I've known other adopted people who grow up and I didn't even know they were adopted because they look just like their parents. I want to look, look just like my dad. And it only happens if we find our identity in him. God's been speaking that to me. Whatever you find your identity in is what you'll look like. If you find your identity in being a drug addict, that's what you'll look like. If I find my identity in being depressed, that's what I'll look like. This year, 2014, determine to find your identity in Him. Because by the end of this year, I want to look more like our Father. Do you? And we're all at different stages. We're all at different places, and that's okay. But we can each go from step A to be wherever we're at. We can go to the next level. 
So as we sing this song, it's all about, Abba, I belong to you. That's something that we have got to get a hold of. I belong to him. My identity is in him. I am a son. I am a daughter of God. I am not defined by how the world defines me. I am not defined by how my birth parents, their mistakes or choices. I am not defined by my, my, my mistakes and my choices. I'm defined by him. That's where my identity comes from. And that's the number one thing that the devil will come and try to steal from you because he knows how powerful you can be on this earth if you know where your identity comes from. Amen? Let's begin to look like our dad, our heavenly father. You're more real than the ground I'm standing on. You're more real than the wind in my lungs. Your thoughts define me. You're inside me. You're my reality. Define me, you're inside. 
start off this new year without connecting or renewing your connection your relationship with the Father so right now if you if you want if you want to sit down go ahead and sit down if you if you want to come and take communion there's communion up here for those of you that want to partake in that 
There's the altar that's open if you just want to come to the altar. Maybe you just want to petition God right where you're at. But the scripture that talks about crying out, Abba, Father, is in Romans, and it talks about it in chapter 8, that that term Abba is an endearing term. It's like Daddy, 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 Daddy. And sometimes if you didn't have a good relationship with your father as you were growing up, or maybe the father was absentee in the home, or maybe... Maybe you didn't even have a father. Or maybe if you did, he was never there. Sometimes we find it hard to connect with God in a relationship of a father. So I want you to set aside all those notions and ideas of maybe the hurts or the disappointments or the pains of the past that maybe you feel like your father didn't live up to a certain expectation or even wasn't even there. And I want you to know that you've got a Father that loves you unconditionally. That you've got a Father that you are the most important thing in His life. So today, as we just worship the Lord, as the, as the worship team just sings, Abba, Father, and I belong to you, I belong to you. Just let this year start off new. Let this year start off at a new place for you. You know, the Bible says that the old passed away. He says, don't look at the former things, but behold, look ahead at the things that are ahead. So when Paul was saying, look at those things that are ahead, let's not worry about what's behind you. So let's just take a few minutes right now and just connect. Just connect even deeper, more intimately. Some of you, I see that there's father that's sitting in a chair and you're going to crawl up onto his lap. There's pains and hurts and maybe inhibitions within your life that you're just like saying, God, I just, I just need a touch from you. Some of you have come today and you just said, you know what, I just want to renew my commitment with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father is just saying, come, come to me. Some of you might have been like the prodigal son that the father is at the road. He's running out and he's looking down the road and he's saying, here he comes. Here comes my son. Here comes my daughter. That what, what was lost is now found. God's not looking at your mess. He's going to turn that mess into a message. He's going to turn that test into a testimony. He's going to turn those hurts and pains and scars into stars. What is behind you is behind you. Let's move forward in this new year today. So let's, as the worship team just sings, Abba, Father, just want you to connect. I want you to cry out. Don't just cry out from your voice. Just cry out from your heart. And just say, oh, Abba, Father, I belong to you. I belong to you. And declare it in the heavens. Declare it in your mind. Declare it in your heart. Settle it today that I belong to you to you so let's just take this few moments just to to worship just to connect with God because we belong to him the Bible says that if you are in Christ you're a new creation the old has passed away and the new has come so let's just connect to God this morning let's just get to a place if you need to come to the altar the altar's open if you need to Lay down before the Lord. Do that. If you need to take communion, feel free to just do that. Let's just take this time and worship Him this morning.
what it's what it says in Romans chapter 8 it also says in Galatians chapter 4 you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus for all of you were baptized for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ there is there is neither Jew nor Greek slave nor free male nor female you are all one in Christ Jesus if you belong to Christ then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise what I am saying is that as long as the heir is a child he is no different from a slave although he owns the whole estate he is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father so also when we were children we were in we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. But when the time would fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Come on, that's worth celebrating today. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, you know, that's, it's about shifting into who you are and who God designed you to be. Amen? Well, listen, why don't you get out of your seats, meet and greet somebody this morning. We're glad you're here this morning. Got a word for you today. Just take a few minutes and meet and greet one another this morning. God bless you. We're glad you're here.
you'll go ahead and find your seats. Tell that last person, God bless you. And you are so glad that they are here today. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year. I'm ready for a new year. How about you? I'm declaring God's favor like we've never seen it before. Breakthroughs like we've never seen before. Amen. Let's declare it together this year. Amen. A year that sets us on a new path. Hallelujah. Well, we're so excited you're here and you're all here safely and made it made it through our little snow and said I like snow. I don't like the ice, but I do like snow. I like all four seasons. So I'm glad I live in a place that I can experience all four seasons. Because I can always get to a place where it's warm if I want to go. Amen? Get to anywhere from here. Well, we have growth track. Everyone say, growth track. It has arrived. Wednesday night is our first night of growth track. We're so excited. I, are, do you have the ushers with that? The ushers uh, have clipboards, I think. They've got handouts. Right, were you going to do the clipboards? or If the ushers want to... If you want to do the clipboards just just to make sure Wednesday night it's going to be a joint effort of all of us all of us in here together going through growth track and we are it's, it's going to be four weeks long on Wednesday night it the first one is going to be just um, just some basics about Living Word Fellowship and kind of laying a foundation about the vision of Living Word Fellowship so we're excited about that and then the next week we'll go into like discovery and and it's some sp- Spiritual, well, I guess the second one isn't discovery, is it? So we got 101, 201, 301, 401. Everyone say 101, 201, 301, 401. So we've got Church 101, Essentials 201, Discovery 301, Dream Team 401. So this is something that it's going to be an ongoing. And so if, if you happen to miss a Wednesday, it's okay. We'll have it again. We may not be in the sanctuary as a group like this, but we'll have a special uh, meeting, so we're excited about this because this is something that is going to lay a great foundation. You're going to know where we are as a church, where we're going spiritually. You're going to find out your personality. You're going to find out your spiritual gifts, and then you're going to find out how you can use all of that that God has given you in the church body. Amen. So we're excited about this. So it's everyone say this Wednesday, January eighth. Growth track begins. We just want you to sign up on Wednesday so we can have enough books. We've got a little workbook that um, that you'll get to fill out as you go along the way, and you'll be able to take that home and have it for your own private use to restudy or, or whatever you would like to do with that. So that will be yours. But we want to make sure we have enough copied off. So if you could go ahead and just uh, sign up for that. But we want we would love everyone in the church to go through all four of these. You don't have to. We would just love for you to. We think that it's going to um, unveil some things for you, and dis- and you'll be able to discover new things about yourself, and, and, and you'll grow in, in areas and ways that you didn't even think you could. So it's, it's going uh, to be a great adventure. Everyone say adventure. So praise the Lord. 
Well, um, I'm hoping Jason and Jessica are joining us online as well, some of the others that couldn't make it out traveling. So um, we bless them and, and all those that are listening this morning. And now we're going to prepare for giving to the Lord. Amen? Let's stand back up. Sit down. Stand up. Sit down. Keep you, keep you going until Pastor Eric's ready to preach. Okay. I, how about OU? I told somebody the other day, I said, I actually watched some of it. Yeah, I know, it's shocking, but I am learning a little more. It's like, it's amazing when you try. <laughs> you can learn a little more whenever you put a little effort towards it, you know. Although I'm like, well, is this number nine and that? And we were watching a football game last night. This number nine, that number nine. Well, how come this other number nine is? And it was like, well, it's a different group of guys. I was like, oh, it's offensive and defensive. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm learning. <laughs> He's like, oh, my goodness. Anyway, I did see, like, the last part of the OU game, and I was impressed. Bill, Boomer Sooners. Sooners! <laughs> So, uh, OSU fans, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I told somebody, you know, we live in Oklahoma. They weren't playing each other, so we should be able to say, go Oklahoma as a state, right? No, those of you that are OU fans are like, no. But, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the adult way of doing it. It was like, no. <laughs> Anyway, praise the Lord. Let's give to the Lord. Let's honor the Lord with our giving this morning. And, you know, this is just another way we worship the Lord is, is with our giving. It's a way that enables us to come together as a family. And I love coming together as a family. I have missed coming together. I mean, I was like, last night I was like, yay, we get to come to church and be together as a family. So this morning, we're just going to honor the Lord now with our tithes and our offerings. Father, we love you and we praise you. And we thank you that we can come together as, as a family of God, that, that we are your kids. We're your sons and daughters. And Lord, we thank you that we are growing in our identity of who we are in you. And Lord, we honor you this morning with our tithe and with our offerings. We thank you, Father, that you are a good, good daddy. And we thank you for watching over us. We thank you for leading and guiding and directing us. We thank you for your favor on our life. We thank you for breakthroughs this year. We thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you that it is unending, that it is unconditional. And we thank you, Father, that we're able to receive your love and give it out to others. In Jesus' name, amen.
same old fading Finding shelter Things we know We're all dirty Like corrupted small Come on, tell somebody next to you, lay them down. I'm like, oh, Shelly, don't, don't do the O-U-O-S-U thing. I was like, oh, good grief, good grief. So all I'm saying is thunder, amen? Thunder can kind of unify uh, the state, you know? It's like, wow. I was like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Uh, anyways, um, I, how many of you know God is for Oklahoma, amen? And, and not just the university, but all the universities and all of that good stuff. So I'm going to stay away from that. How about that? You know, let, let's, let's talk about what God wants to do. Those of you that, that have some stress, anybody have some stress in their life that, um, that I've, got, uh, I've got a CD right here. Marvin, come on up. This is a CD series that says, Living a Stress-Free Life. How about that? Come on, let's give the Lord some praise for that. Hallelujah. Living a stress-free life. You know, God wants us to, can you believe that he actually, in his word, the word stress is not in there? Oh, man, when I, when I preached on that, everybody was like, oh, it's not in there. No, it's called pressure. He said, I'm hard-pressed. I'm persecuted but not abandoned. I'm struck down but not destroyed. I'm hard-pressed on every side. I mean, there is pressure in our lives, and the question is, is what happens when the pressure comes? How do we deal with the pressure? How do we deal with those things? And we're, we're all about growth, say growth track. We're going to talk a little bit about growth today. I'm going to, anybody in here, this is four stages of spiritual development. Anybody in this section want to be right here, Chrissy? I'm going to toss that to you. I don't want to hit anybody. Keep that. That's four stages of spiritual development. That is a, a process in which we grow. There are four Greek words for the word child or children or son. And it takes that process, Christy, from being a, an infant. You know, when Jesus was the babe in the manger, he was called a, a, a child. And it's one Greek word versus when he is the son of God, which is another Greek word. There's four different stages for that. So we're all about growth. Tell your neighbors, say, get ready. Come on, tell your other neighbors, say, get ready. I was like, Shelly, I was like, I was ready to preach last night. I was ready to preach uh, on Wednesday. I was ready to preach on Friday. I was like, you know, I'm just ready to preach. I'm just ready to preach. But there's something today that I believe God wants to really begin to sow into our lives today. And I want to talk a little bit about. We're going to talk about the four cups of Passover. Say the four cups. A lot of times I have, you, I have you say something because I want you to try to get it into your spirit. God's going to weave something into your spirit today, and it's really going to be uh, going to help you understand a little bit about not only how God has delivered us out of what he's delivered us out of, but how we can begin to step into something. The Passover, you can read about the Passover in Luke chapter 22, verses 7 through 20. And actually, it talks about, you know, that Jesus took the cup twice. They took the cup twice. They took it earlier. They took it later. Jesus is fulfilling the Passover. So if you got your Bibles, turn with me and let's go to Exodus. And I want us to get to Exodus chapter 6. And I want us to look at a scripture. We're going to look at verses 6 and 7. And we're going to talk about the four cups of the Passover. Jesus fulfilled, was fulfilling the Passover when he got his disciples together in Luke, and they wanted to have the Passover meal together. 
Now, there is a, a Passover meal called the, the Seder meal. And, and the Jewish tradition is that this verse, verses 6 and 7, is read during the Passover Seder meal. Now, Pastors Jerry and Virginia went, and they had the Seder meal. They read Exodus 6 and 7, and then they began to do certain things within the Seder meal for that tradition. Each cup means something different. So we're going to look at those four cups. We could also call this the four I wills. We're going to look at this real quick. Let's, let's just read through this. Exodus 6, verses 6, and the first part of verse 7, it says, Say, therefore, to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from their bondage. I will also redeem you with an outstretched arms and I will, and with mighty acts, and I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Now, this was a time when Israel was in bondage, and they were, the, the Egyptians were utilizing them for hard labor, working them 16, 20 hours a day, not feeding them very well, um, you know, and, and God was wanting to bring us out. So I want us to begin to really look at these things. Let's look at the first, the four I wills. The first one, it says, I will bring you out. Say that. I will bring you out. God says, I will bring you out. This, this I will is I'm going to bring you out is the first cup, and the first cup is a cup of sanctification. Say sanctification. It's a cup of sanctification. So during the Seder meal, they would read this, and then they would partake of the cup of sanctification. The second one, if you look at, it says, and, and, and that I will deliver you. I will deliver you. Or there's other versions that says, I will free you. I will free you. Not only is God saying, I'm going to bring you out from Egypt. I'm going to bring you out of that bondage. But I am going to free you. Anybody want some freedom in the Lord today? Hallelujah, I do. He says, I will, I will free you. And this is the second cup. And this would be called the cup of deliverance. The cup of deliverance or the cup of freedom. That's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. The third one would be, he says, I will also what? Redeem you redeem you. So not only is it the cup of salvation, is it the cup of deliverance, but the third cup or the third I will. And how many of you know if God says I will, he will. <laughs> if God says I will do this, he will do it. He said, I will also redeem you. And then the fourth one, he says that I will take you as my own people. I will take you as my own. Who do you belong to today? Who's your daddy? Who do you belong to? We belong to somebody. My wife just doesn't belong to me. Come on, I don't just belong to my wife. We belong to God. God was telling the Israelite people that not only would the first cup would be sanctification, but the second cup that he said, I am going to deliver you. I'm going to free you. The third cup that was taken, he says, I'm going to also redeem you. I'm going to redeem you. And then he says, you know what? I'm going to take you as my own. Isn't it going to be great? Isn't it great now that God can identify you and say, that's my daughter. That's my boy. Hey, that's my boy. I think about that with, you know, when you have kids and stuff. I, I, my grandson recently had a little wrestling tournament, and he, and he won first place, and he won a trophy. And I said, that's my boy. That's my grandson. You know, they had, a, they had a shirt, and it said, you know, it said, my son wrestles, and, and I'm the papa, and I brag. <laughs> you know, it's like I boast. I boast at what he does. 
But you could look and see it, and, and, and when you do something, it's like, that's my boy. God says, you know what? I'm going to take you as my own. He says, I will. I will take you as my own. Let me pray. Father, today, we are expecting you to do some things in our lives. We have such a spirit of expectation that this is a new year. We're embarking on new mercies every morning. And, Father, we're just asking you right now to fill us up. Lord, we just begin to take this cup, these four cups, and we begin to bring them into our lives. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Now, we talked a little bit about risk and faith, and I had the opportunity. I was wanting to show you a video. I had this video ready to show you, and it was these two guys, these two ex-game guys, and, and one of them drove a snowmobile, and the other one drove a motorcycle, and they decided two years ago, three years ago now, that on New Year's Day, they were going to jump over a lake, 400 and some feet. I mean, we're talking about longer than a football field. I began to start thinking, it's like going from lock supply and jumping over onto the shell station. So they began to do that, and I thought, what in the world would these guys want to do that for? 400 and some odd feet that they wanted to be able to jump, and they both came down this ramp, and they both went off, and they, you know, here comes a motorcycle, and here comes the snowmobile, and they landed on the other side. And I thought, what in the world would want, would somebody want to do that for? And one of the testimonies was one of the guy's wives, and he, she, she just said, you know what, we're just, we're just praying to God that everything's going to be safe. How many of you know that they were actually doing something outside the box, something nobody has ever done before? And we have all gotten to the place in our life as a Christian that we say, what is this life for? Have you ever gotten to that place? You say, why am I here? What's my purpose? You know, years ago they had the book that Rick Warren produced, and it was called The Purpose Driven Life. You know, and it was like, why am I here? Why am I, what is my purpose to be here? And we as Christians have always, we've asked that ourselves. We've asked, why have we ever done this? What is this life all about? And some people, it's easy to say, well, this life just gets you to the next life. Well, there's still difficulties in this life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There's still challenges and trials, and there's still times in this life where we're, where we're struggling, and we come back to the place and say, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Turn to your neighbor and say, do you know what your purpose is? Go ahead, ask him. Say, do you know what your purpose is? So there's things out there that people like to do. How many of you have heard it this way? The bucket list items. There's bucket list items that says, you know, I want to do this. I want to I wanna hang glide. My wife's like, no, you're not hang gliding. I want to jump out of an airplane. No, you're not jumping out of an airplane. You know, it's like, you know, I want to do these things. It's like, that is dangerous. That is, that is dangerous. But there are some things I do want to do. And one of them is I do want to see the Minnesota Vikings play football one year. Maybe in a couple of years from now, they get a brand new stadium I'm going to go one day, and, and, uh, and I know the Lord's going to bless me just going. Whether they win, whether they lose, I'm just going to go and have a good time. Come on, somebody. And, and that's the most important thing, that there are some things that are very meaningful that we do. There are some things that are important that we do. These are meaningful. These are important to us. And, but there has to be more. So we've come to a place with, in 15 years, I'm going to break this down and get really real with you guys, all right? You know, we've come to the place in 15 years that we've been pastoring, and we've had people say, what's the path? Give me a clear-cut path. Give me some steps. I give my life to Christ. 
then what? Have you ever? I've asked myself that, that same thing. And these four cups that we're going to talk about today, these four cups represent a higher journey, represent a higher path. Can I say it that way? Represent a higher way. How many of you know there is a higher way? There is a higher journey. There is a place where we can get to and go to, and it has a purpose, and it has a plan, and it has a destiny. So it's a process that we've talked about in God. Some of you have started this journey and have stalled. Some of you have stalled. And we want to see you move forward again. Some of you have come to the place where you might be in neutral. And we're saying we want to see you move forward again. There's more people to be saved. There's more people to be ministered to. I'm saying there's more, and we can't do it by ourselves. We need everybody to be able to help. And a lot of times we don't because we don't understand what our plan and purpose is. I don't know about you, but I know about me, and I'm going to do more. I'm going to pray more, and it's not about works, but I'm going to say I'm going to declare more. I'm going to preach more. I'm going to encourage more. I'm going to love more. I'm going to do those things. It's got to be about more. I want to get to a higher place in my life. Anybody want to go with me? Give me an amen. There's a few in here. So let's get on the right journey. Let's get on the right path. Some of us have stalled. Some of us have gotten to the place where we've not understood the process. A lot of times we don't walk the trail because we don't know what the expectations of the trail are. You know what I'm saying? I don't teach. Why? Because I don't know what my expectations are. What do you expect from me? What do I expect from you? So there's a process. Say a process. Let's take a look at this. In these four cups, there's the process. The first thing I want you to know is the first process that we want you guys to go on would be sanctification. Say sanctification. We can break this down into the growth track has four growth tracks, four growth classes. Okay? The first one is 101. You don't have to take all four. Just take the first one. And then you determine after the first one whether you take the second one. No pressure. Oh, I got to do all four. No, you don't. You don't have to do any if you don't want to. Why? Because we're just a free church. We just, we're free. You got the right to do whatever you want to do. But Paul says this, I have the, I have the right to do whatever I want to do, but what I do may not benefit me. You have the freedom not to take it. But do you want to grow? Do you want to get to a higher place? I'm here to tell you we're going to define it. We're going to say this is it in Growth Track 101. Growth Track 101, I'm going to share my heart. I'm going to share the vision. You're going to begin to see Pastor Eric. You're going to begin to see Living Word Fellowship. Living Word Fellowship wasn't started by me. It was started before that. And what God has ordained, what he says, he said, I will, (laughs) I will. And then he's going to begin to say, okay, this is where we're at. A lot of us don't know. You don't know. What's my next step? I came and gave my life to Christ. What's my next step? Read this book. What about that? I don't know. Start with John. And then what about after that? I don't know. See what I mean? We want to be able to give a clear-cut process. So those of us that may have stalled, those of us that may have come to a place where we're in neutral, we just don't know where we're driving to. If you know that this is where you got to get to, then I believe that we're going to put it in gear and we're going to head that way. 
So let me, let me, those of you that are taking some notes, sanctification literally means to be made holy. To be made holy. Sanctified, to be made holy, to be set apart. Sanctification not only means to be made holy, to be set apart, it also means the finished work of Jesus on the cross. The finished work. Jesus said it's finished. He didn't say it's only partially done. He said, it's finished. What does that mean? It's the finished work. What that really means is that the wrath of God has been satisfied at the cross. I I can prove it to you. And you can see it in Scripture. The wrath of God, God's judgment of whether I go to heaven and hell has been settled. I keep going because of my cross. We'll get our cross back up. The cross, the cross has settled that for me. It's got to settle it for you. It's got to settle for you. God has sent his son as a sacrifice to overcome sin. Past, present, and doesn't give you the right to just go on sinning because God's paid the price. We've got to begin to understand that. We've got to understand that. How God sees us. He sees you through the blood of Christ. Well, you know, brother, you messed up and God's upset with you. No, God isn't even seeing when I mess up. You know why? Because he's seeing me through the blood of Christ. If he sees me when I mess up, then he's not looking through the blood of Christ and all I am doing is erasing the cross and erasing Christ and erasing his blood. Hello? He sees me through Christ. And the Bible says that's why, you know, Paul had a revelation of this. Paul had a revelation because he used to drag people out and he used to kill Christians. But yet when he stood in front of King Agrippa, he says, I've wronged no man. I'm like, I read that one time and I was like, you've wronged no man. What you talking about, man? He was dragging Christians out. You were there at the killing of Stephen. You've, you know, you've done this, you've done that, you've done that, you've done that. And you're telling the king that you've wronged nobody because in Christ he's wronged no man. He got an understanding of a revelation of who he was as a child of the Most High God. So we've got to understand this process has to be the first process. This foundation has to be everything in which is being built on. That you've got to understand that when you come to Christ, that you are saved. That you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that you are saved. And he says, you've got to know this. You've got to be, if you're in the family, be in the family. There's our family banner. If you're in the family, let's be in the family, baby. Let's be in the family. I'm going to be in the family. Let's be in the family. I'm in the family of God. I'm in the family of God. My children are my children no matter what they do. So sanctification. Say sanctification. See, I don't think we can go on without understanding this step, without getting this understanding. By taking this first cup, the cup of sanctification, the cup of salvation, okay? The next one, the second one is what? It's deliverance. Say deliverance. Now, when you look at this, this second cup that he talks about in Exodus, is that how many of you know that when they were in Egypt, they delivered them out of Egypt, but just because they came out of Egypt didn't mean that Egypt came out of them. When things got difficult for the Egyptians, they turned to Moses and they said, we're going back. There was still some Egypt in them. 
So when we talk about deliverance, a lot of times we're thinking, well, this is just a prayer ministry that we just do this one time, you know, cast out demons and you're, you're all good. No, I'm here to tell you it is that, but it's also a process. It's a process of deliverance. It's a process. How many of you know when the Egyptians came out, they just now all of a sudden weren't just so wonderful and godly? The Egyptians were brought out of Egypt, but there was still Egypt in them. Man, there's times where, the, you know, I'm, I'm not of the world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. But there's still some stuff that I act like the world. Come on, somebody. I have thoughts like the world. So he not only talks about sanctification, the first cup, but he also talks about deliverance. Say deliverance. So we got to begin to get the, we got to get the deliverance out. We got to get Egypt out of us. Philippians 12, 2 talks about working out your faith, working out your salvation, working it out, working it out, working it out. And we're not about works, but there is some working that's got to do. James says faith without what? Works is it's dead. It's not alive. I want to have something that's live. God gives us the desire and the power to overcome. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. Come on, everybody. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Now, how many of you know the world says, no, 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 you're not. And God says, yes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The world says you're weak. And God says, no, you're strong. And when you're weak, I am strong. Oh, come on, somebody. So when we talk a little bit about that, that cup, we talk a little bit about the deliverance, we talk a little bit about what, what it takes for us to be able to come out of where we are. I want to be able to, I want to, be able to come out, don't you? See, God won't take the steps for you. But he'll give you the power to come out. Oh, come on, somebody. Look back to the Egyptians when they were in bondage. God sent Pharaoh, many plagues. Excuse me, the Israelites. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Israelites, forgive me. The plagues that came, the things. It, it was up to them to say, okay, it's time to walk out of this place now. God wants to be able to bring us to a place, a process, that he will give us the de desire and the ability to move forward. Move forward. There was, there's some prophetic words, and we're going to have a time of prophetic words, what God has for this year, but today's not it. But I do have a word for you. Breakthrough. I have heard about breakthrough. I've preached about breakthrough. I've sang about breakthrough. I have something in my heart this year that has not been there before. And we are at a place, not only with Living Word Fellowship Church, but as a place, as an individual, personally in our lives, that there is going to be, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm a prophesying it even to myself, there is going to be some breakthrough in my life. Things that I've been trying to get over, things that I've been trying to overcome, things that I haven't been able to step out, that this year is the year for my breakthrough. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on, somebody. Anybody next? All I'm saying is somebody ought to go, I'm next. I'm next. I, I, when, when pastor gets his breakthrough, then I'm ready to get my breakthrough. When you get your breakthrough, I'm ready to get my breakthrough. Come on, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say breakthrough. It's about, it's about deliverance. I got to get the, the world out of me. I got to begin to take the steps. We're going to give you opportunities to take the steps. Here's two steps that you can take. Number one would be small groups. 
We're going to begin to expand the small groups that you can really have some honest and open discussions in the safety of those small groups because that's where deliverance can help. That's where can, it, it, you can get free of. The other thing is called the freedom ministry. Say freedom ministry. You're going to hear more and more as we become and God develops these freedom ministries, different pathways, different ideas, different things that we're really beginning to start see some success on how to overcome some of the hurts and pains that you have. There are times in my life where I've looked at me, and the only way that I could see me was like looking at Swiss cheese. Why Swiss? Because it had holes in it. Come on, somebody. I came out of the divorce with holes in me. I came out of being addicted to drugs or alcohol. Why? Because I had holes in me, and I was trying to fill those holes with something else. Oh, come on, somebody. And I need to fill it with the Word of God. I need to fill it with His love. I need to fill it with His goodness. 2 Corinthians, just write this down. You can look it up later. 2 Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18. He talks about us with unveiled faces. Unveiled faces. It's a direct connect that we are to reflect God's glory. We are to reflect the goodness of God. We are to reflect the glory of God. He, you know, there's even the, the kabod, the heaviness, the weightiness of God's glory. We are to reflect that. How do we do that if we're at the bottom of the hill? We need to reflect when we're at the top of the hill. Let's begin to move up. Let's begin to be transformed into his likeness. From what? He says we go from what? Glory to glory. Everybody, from glory to glory. Glory to glory. Glory glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. It's ever-increasing glory. It's not diminishing or decreasing glory. It's increasing glory. Say that with me. It's increasing glory. Increasing glory. How, do, how are we able to do that? How will we be able to do that? And you can do it. You do it step by step. Look, there's some stuff I need to be delivered of. Come on, somebody. There's some stuff I got to get over. There's some stuff I got to step out of. Let's all go to higher heights. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's all go to higher heights. Let's say wherever you are is right where you're going to be, but that's not where you're going to stay because Jesus died for us, and let's settle this thing and put it under the blood of Jesus, and let's move into the higher place that God has for us. Somebody ought to say amen or shout hallelujah in this place today. Hallelujah. It's step by step. Say step by step. So not only is it sanctification, the first cup. The second cup was deliverance. I want to get you free. God wants us to be free. Come on. God wants us to be free. But the third one is redemption. Say redemption. So we have the first cup of sanctification. We have the second cup, which is of deliverance or freedom. And we have the third cup, which is redemption. Redemption. He looked to the Israelites and he said, I want to redeem you. And I want to bring you out of Egypt. I want to redeem you what? back to what was originally for him, back to his intent. Redemption. Redemption is about the cup of purpose. The cup of purpose. I don't know, heard somebody tell me, you know, I was in an accident and for some reason I wasn't killed, but I still need to find my purpose. In our growth track 301, you will discover your giftings, your callings, your purpose. 
You'll discover it. We'll see it. Some of us can see it. I can see some of Shelly's giftings, but when she discovers it, how many of you know it's different? Listen, when I discovered my giftings was different than when Virginia could see my giftings, she could see it and say, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be walking out. But until I discovered it, it wasn't going to happen. Right? Until I saw it, Jerry, until I saw it, until you see it, when you see it, then you'll go, hey, that's it. And when you get to that place where you've discovered your giftings and your callings and your purpose, then you can go, hey, that's what I was designed for. I was not designed to sing. But my, my wife was, a, I, there was, I did a funeral one time and I had contacted Angela and, and Susan and some others. And I was like, can you guys, can you, can you, can you guys sing? And they were like, no. Shelly says, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to sing it. It was bad news. After the funeral, she said, look, don't, don't ever do that again. And you guys are laughing, but I'm with her. I'm like, I know it. I, it, it was terrible. I, 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 I am not gifted in that. And it was only until I was able to discover my giftings that I could say, no, I'm really not a singer. Anybody seen, you know, American Idol or The X Factor? How do some of them people get on that show? Look, some of them people are like, you can't sing at all. I mean, how are you even taking up the camera time? It's like, well, I think they put them on there for ratings. Come on, somebody. Because I'm thinking, who told you you could sing? But you need, you need 301 because you've got to find out your giftings and talents, and it is not singing. Now, how many of you may realize that some of your gifting and talents is pastoring and you don't even realize it, but it's in you? We want to be able to take it and see it. We can see it, but how many of you know until you see it, you will never step into it? Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So redemption. Redemption's the third cup. It's purpose. It's calling. You know what? It's what you were chosen to do. Write this scripture down. It's 1 Peter 2.9. And it says, it says, you were picked. You were chosen. You were royalty. A, royal, a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. Come on, somebody. You know what this means? This means when it was time to select the dodgeball team, I got selected. When it was time to play basketball, they not only took Shorty at 7-1 first, but I got taken also. Come on, somebody. He might have won the first round, but I went the seventh round. I got chosen. Come on, somebody. I still got chosen. See, but that's what it's about. It's about being able to be redeemed and saying, wait a minute, God says I'm going to redeem you. Oh, what about me? Y'all don't understand my life was a mess. Y'all don't understand I went through a divorce. I went through difficult time. Drugs and alcohol and bondage and sex and infidelity and all this sort of stuff. God can take me and pull me out of that and redeem me and say, You are my child. You are my son. You are my daughter. And it's about understanding my purpose and my plan and my destiny. And my purpose and my plan and my destiny are still in the things of God. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than y'all are amening out there. Come on now. So I, I sing in the shower or I sing when I'm at home or I sing every now and then I get a really good anointing comes upon me here and I'll sing and somebody will go, well, that was in tune. I was like, yeah, but I only did one verse.
So the first cup is sanctification. The second cup is deliverance. The third cup is redemption. And the fourth cup, and the fourth cup during this Seder meal was really, and it's an important, just as important as the others, but it was the cup of praise. How many of you know after four glasses of wine, they're ready to praise some people? Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like no wonder the cup of praise came to the fourth one, right? So it was, but some of us are stalled right there. Some of us are stalled right there. This is actually where Christianity begins. I can be saved. I can be delivered. I can be redeemed. But now can I come in and praise him in the middle of a bad situation? These things, these three might be where other things end in my life. But this cup of praise is where Christianity really begins. Christianity really really begins to take hold. Christianity now becomes meaningful. So if I distribute food on a Monday night or we help people during the benevolence during the week out of the coffee shop, that all of a sudden we're beginning to make a difference in people's lives. I like to check my heart every now and then, drive through a drive through and then pay for the car behind me. That's cool. I'm saying do that. Do that. Somebody needs to know that God loves them. I mean, I had one lady, she was like, what do you want to do? I said, I want to pay for there. She said, don't you understand? It's $43.72. It's like, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Here. Here's the money. Pay for that. But here's what I want you to tell them. You tell them that God loves them. Thank you, ma'am. She went. She drove off that little window. She was, she was like, All I know is that when I get to heaven, I'm going to watch the video. Come on, somebody. I'm going to watch the DVD or the MP3 or whatever, and I'm going to see the reaction of her and that family afterwards. But I did it because I wanted somebody to know that they love him. And when we come to a place where we can begin to praise God in the midst of difficult circumstances, there was an issue in our life that was, that was really a difficult circumstance. And, I, and, and I mean, it was bad. It was, it was a black Monday that I would call it. And then I, it was Shelly and I got together. Actually, it was a... It was a Tuesday because we went to JB's to celebrate. We're like, what are we going to do? And I was like, let's go eat. Let's go celebrate. It's like, huh? I don't feel like celebrating. It doesn't matter how I feel. Are you with me? When I get to the place where I can have the fourth cup, I can have the cup of praise. It's called Hallel. And it means, like there's another one called, it's clamorously foolish. It's like when all you OU fans, man, I, I, if I could have just seen some of y'all's living rooms, woo-hoo, yeah, baby. And it, no different when OSU beat OU or, 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 or Baylor. They began to start, come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? It's when all of a sudden there's something that you've been living for. I heard a guy's testimony was when he got a hole in one. He said, I'm not a real, you know, demonstrative person. But when I hit that ball and it began to gain flight, and I looked up and I saw the white into the blue of the, in the clouds. And it hit and it hit the green and it rolled and it went into the cup. He said, I just didn't go. That's nice. He said, oh, yeah, baby. Woo! Hold in one. Why can't we get that way with God? Come on, somebody. 
He's the creator of the universe. He's the one that gives us breath. It's the, the cup of praise. Hey, 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 hey. What's going on in my life? I just want to praise him. 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 I just want to begin to praise him. I want to begin to praise him. But a bunch of us haven't gotten to that step yet. I want to get to that step. How about you? I want to get to that place that no matter what's going on, Listen to this. Angela, would you come play? The greatest joy. I remember Paul talking about in the Bible that the greatest joy was for them walking out their faith. The greatest joy that he had with the churches throughout Asia Minor was them walking out their faith. Them fulfilling what God has for them to fulfill. The greatest joy that we could begin to have is when all hell breaks loose that we don't. When Chicken Little's running around and the sky is falling, we had a we had a baseball team. We got them kids up too much. I had a coach one time. He said, "Not too high, not too low, just right, ready to go. Not too high, not too low, just right, ready to go." When we come to that place where we can say, not only thank you, Jesus, but we come to that place that when things are falling apart, that you all of a sudden are a rock. That you're all of a sudden strong. That you're all of a sudden that person. And I'm not, we're not all there. Come on, I want to be there. I want to get to that place. And, 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 you know, we are there. We say, Pastor, you're supposed to be there. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm working hard to stay there. Come on, somebody. It, is to be able to not let the things of the world and not let the world get in me, not let Egypt get in me, but get those things out and be able to say, you know what, I know that no matter what, there's people that text me and they're like, this has happened and this has happened and this has happened, and I come back in with the Word of God, and I say, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, I don't know. Well, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know, I come back in with words of encouragement because you know what I found out? I think I have that little gift of encouragement. So turn to your neighbor and say, you can do it. Tell them, say, Pastor says you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can. You can do it. You can do it. You can. You can. Is that, where did that song come from? You can do it. You can do it. You can. Is that like the little red engine or something that could or something like that? You can do it. You, maybe I just made it up. I don't know. People say, well, Pastor, you just, you love life. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I love it when it snows. I love doing donuts in the parking lot. Y'all know I do donuts in the parking lot when it snows, okay? I just want y'all to know, in case you see it on Facebook, there's like pastor, like, yeah, it's pastor. What's he doing? He don't act like a pastor. I enjoy life. Jesus said he came to give me life and to give it to me more abundantly. I wasn't doing the donuts in the middle of the road, although I've tried, but I wasn't really trying to do donuts. It just kind of happened. You know. Confession's good for the soul. I'm, I'm not perfect, y'all, but here's what I want you to know. When he began to bring the, the, the Egyptians, the, the Israelites, out of Egypt, the Israelites out of Egypt, there we go, the Israelites out of Egypt, the Israelites out of Egypt. He first talked about salvation, sanctification. 
And then he also talked about deliverance. I want to deliver you out of this stuff. I want to set you free. Then he came back in and he says, you know what? I want to redeem you. You know what? I want to make you my own. So you won't be an orphan. You won't be out there and saying, I don't know who my daddy is. I'm telling you, I know who my daddy is. And then the cup of praise. Praise. There's times on a Wednesday night, some of you, that get signed up to the growth track. Do me this. Sign up for 101. You sign up. No, no, no pressure. You sign up for 101, and then you determine after 101 if you want to take 201. You determine. Because I know four is a big number to some people. Four classes. I don't know if I could do that. I might be able to do two. Well, you just do one. Just one. And then you let the Spirit of God tell you if you do the second one. Because when you get done with the three tracks and you step into what we're calling the dream team, you're going to be fulfilling that which you see inside you. You're going to be fulfilling that plan, that purpose, that destiny that you have inside you. You're going to say, this is it. And when you do that, it's like a water pump that you've been pumping for a long time that all of a sudden starts to bring water. And you're like, ooh, I don't have to pump as hard. I can just sit on it. My weight will take it down. And I'll pump it back up, and I'll, and I'll do it over and over. You know those water pumps, you know? We, some kids are like, huh? You mean the faucet? Let's stand today. My testimony would be that you'll come to a place where you are growing in the things of God. And as you come to the place where you're growing in the things of God, that you don't have to grieve like other people grieve. You don't have to grieve like other people grieve. Why? Because you know greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is hard, it's difficult, but death to a believer is part of life. In fact, it's the beginning of life. That we can come to a place where we are growing to the point where others can say, what's going on with you, Steve? Because you just seem to have a really good attitude when all hell's breaking loose. And you can look at it, and it may be breaking loose, but you're like, wait a minute, no, no. God's in the middle of something here, and we're going to find God in the middle of this situation. What the devil meant for harm, God says, I'm going to turn and bring for your what? Your good. There's some good stuff coming out of it. There's, I got some good stuff this year, and there's some good stuff. There's going to be some difficulty this year with us. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a person that just doesn't think anything bad is ever going to happen. There are difficult things that are going to happen in our lives. They're going to happen in your life. We want to get you to a place through a growth track that you can say, let's take this step and let me handle this differently than I would have handled it five years ago. Let me handle it differently than I would have handled it ten years ago. Let me handle it differently than I would have handled it ten weeks ago. Because I'm growing in the things of the Lord. Put your hand on your heart today.
I'm not into manipulating you. I'm not into saying, you know, you got to sign up, you got to sign up, rah, 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 sign up, sign up. You know what? Sign up and take one. Take 101. And you determine from there. And you let the Lord speak to you. But I believe that I'm talking to some people that are really serious about God. And they're really serious and, and passionate about their relationship with God. And they're ready to say, you know what, I am going to take the next step. I've been kind of in neutral. I've come to a place where I've been stopped. I've been stalled. Maybe, maybe you've just come to a place where maybe the devil's frozen you. And you just feel like you can't take another step. And he's saying, come and take that next step. So if you're here today, that's you. I want you just to get signed up. We're going to manufacture the books, those books. We're not going to charge you for those books. We're going to manufacture the books, but we need to manufacture those and what we need because they're constantly being adjusted and tweaked. So really, you guys are a forerunner in this. Wow. You guys are a forerunner. Some other people get in the back of the train, but you not. you in the front of the train. You got the opportunity to begin to step into something here and see what God wants to do for you. So I, I just declare a blessing upon your life today. I declare God's goodness, His grace upon your life today. And just the ushers will have clipboards together. And I'm just going to ask the ushers if you guys will just kind of hold them up. If you haven't signed up, get signed up. Make a commitment to this next Wednesday night, 6.30. We're not going to have praise and worship. We're going to have a cup of coffee or, and just come in here and we're going to begin to step into what God has for us. Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to grow? Are you ready to say, you know what? I'm tired of being where I'm at. I'm tired of getting what I've always gotten. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. So you got to start doing something different in order to get something different. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your people here today. We ask that if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the first thing. Sanctification, salvation is the very foundation. You're not going to get deliverance without it. You're not going to get redemption without it. You're not going to get to the cup of praise without it. It's the very first cup. If you're here today and you've not taken that first step, taken that first cup, and you want to give your life to Jesus, then just say, look, I'm going to give my life to you, Lord. You know, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, thou shalt be saved. Because it's with your mouth that the confession's made and with your heart you are believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's you here today, and just ask the Lord for forgiveness. Say, Father, just forgive me for not only my sins, but the sin of Adam. And guess what? You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Not just your Savior, but as your Lord. And today will be a new day. And this foundation will be started, and you'll begin to lay that foundation. And you'll begin to build on that foundation. So, Father, I bless your people here today. If you have a need and we want to pray for you, then come on, let us pray. I'm going to have prayer teams come on up as I dismiss. Go forth, get signed up. They'll see you Wednesday night. Come expecting, come believing, come ready to grow. The soil is ready. It's ready for the seed. The water's already moistened it. It's got it's fertilizer. It's just got to be that seed, and that seed is the Word of God. That a seed is also you. It's not going. You're not going to grow without getting in that fertile soil. We declare it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord some praise before you go home today. Hallelujah. He is worthy. He is worthy today. Hey, special blessing on your life today to come when it was snowing. Amen.
God bless you. Go forth in his power and his might. Go forth in his power and his might. God bless you.